0: Listener-supported KFUO, we are the messenger of good news, proclaiming Christ for you in word and song. It's time for our Moment in Faith segment on the Midday Moments program. And on the phone, I have uh, Pastor Doug Nicely, Pastor of Jerusalem Lutheran Church in Collinsville, Illinois. Good afternoon, Pastor Nicely.
1: Good afternoon, Gary. Good to talk to you again.
0: Today, we're talking about the seventh petition, right, of the Lord's Prayer. So we're,
1: we're ending up the Lord's Prayer this time. Uh, next week we're going to talk about baptisms. But here's the, here's the prayer Here's the petition And deliver us from evil Some translations say And deliver us from the evil one So we're talking about the devil Not okay. just the devil of the world and our flesh But the devil and the temptations We talked a little bit about that last week When we were talking about wandering in the wilderness But here specifically We're talking about the devil himself and, of course, our old friend Martin Luther has some comments to make, so let's, uh, ha- start out with him talking about what happens when the devil tries to find us at our most vulnerable position. This petition includes all the evil that may befall us under the devil's kingdom. Poverty, shame, death, and, in short, all the tragic misery and heartache of which there are so incalculably much on earth. Since the devil is not only a liar, but also a murderer, he incessantly seeks our life and dents his anger by causing accidents and injury to our bodies. He breaks many a man's neck and drives others to insanity. Some he drowns, and many he hounds to suicide or other dreadful catastrophes. Therefore, there is nothing for us to do on the earth but to pray constantly against this arch-enemy. For if God did not support us, we would not be safe from him for a single hour. (laughs) Imagine, he wrote this 500 years ago, and it sounds so much like the world in which we live.
0: It sure does.
1: Yeah, a little bit more. It's also valuable for us to know every hour that the devil is a defeated foe. He knows the scripture as well as any preacher. The devil also knows that the following of the, the mighty prediction about Jesus' rule and reign as the resurrected Lord and King, uh, made by St. Paul, is absolutely true. This is what St. Paul wrote. The last enemy to be destroyed is death, for God has put all things in subjection under his feet. But when it says all things are put in subjection, it is plain that he is accepted who put all things in subjection under him. When all things are subjected to him, then the Son of Man himself will also be subjected to him, who put all things and subjected under him, that God may be all in all. So the point here is that he is defeated because Jesus defeated him himself and uh, when he was resurrected from the dead. And that's a wonderful chapter. I don't know if you've ever had the chance to do any study on this. First Corinthians 15 talks about the resurrection, and it's just a wonderful chapter to describe for us why the resurrection means so much to us especially when it comes to defeating the evil foe.
0: You know, here's a question I was thinking that a listener may have. If the devil <laughs> is defeated, why should we worry about
1: the devil? I'll get to that in just a little bit. Okay. Let me take it a step at a time. First step I want to take is a uh, quoting from uh, C.S. Lewis' classic volume, uh, The Screwtape Letters. You remember that book? Mm-hmm. Notes left behind by a senior devil. He advises his apprentice while the patient is being tempted, and the patient is a human. True Tape advises Wormwood about how to proceed, and I just love this quote. This is one of my favorites. He says, your patient has become humble. Have you drawn his attention to that fact? All virtues are less formidable to us once the man is aware that he has them. But this is especially true of humility. Catch him at a moment when he is really poor in spirit, and smuggle into his mind the gratifying reflection, by Jove, I'm being humble. And almost immediately, pride, pride in his own humility, will appear. If he awakens to the danger and tries to smother this new form of pride, make him proud of his attempt, and so on, Though as, through as many stages as you please. But don't try this too long, for fear that you will awaken his sense of humor and proportion, in which case he will uh, merely laugh at you and go to bed. <laughs>
0: And pride. that's from the screw tape Letters, uh, number 14, right?
1: Right. Uh, pride in our own humility. Isn't that interesting? Yep. So that he can, even, he can even do that to us. To answer your question, I want to quote from the book of Revelation here, because I think this is an important point. Now the salvation and power and kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come, and the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb, And by the word of their testimony, for they loved not their lives, even unto death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to you, earth, the sea, for the devil has come down to you in great wrath, because he knows that his time is short. So Gary, ever since the devil saw Jesus risen from the dead, he knows what's going to happen to him. And he knows that he only has so much time left. Got it. And interesting.
0: <laughs> Understand too. That interesting?
1: Yeah, that's yeah, interesting. So,
0: that's, so during yeah, that time, so he's got to do as much damage as he can.
1: That's right, and that's the reason why he's he's kind of like in uh, in damage control right now. Mm-hmm. He's trying his hardest to grab as many of us as he possibly can and draw us down. And we can see little hints of that all over the place every day. Right. One of my favorite hymns, which is probably true for a lot of people, is "Luther's a Mighty Fortress" is our God. Let me close with a little quote from one of the verses here. What might of ours cannot be done. Soon were our loss affected. But for us fights the valiant one whom God himself elected. Ask ye who this is. Jesus Christ it is. Of Sabaoth, Lord. And there is no other God. He holds the field forever. And that's one of the most important things to hear about this last petition, deliver us from evil. It's a war that's going on, but it's a war that's not just being fought by us against the devil, it's being fought by Jesus. He's resurrected. He has won the victory, and he's going to make absolutely sure that the victory is there for us in this life so that we can go to the next.
0: Could you lead us in a prayer as we conclude our program today?
1: Sure. Lord, help us to take the presence of the evil one seriously, but help us also to take his defeat and end seriously. For we pray in the name of Jesus, our risen and reigning Lord and Savior. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you so much, Doug. It's been so nice talking to you today.
1: Good to talk to you too again today, Gary. And uh, next week, we're going to take a look at uh, Holy Baptism again. And the week after that, the Office of the Keys, and the week after that, Holy Communion, then we're done with the Catechism, but then we're ready for Lent. And I got something special coming for Lent, but we'll, we'll get to that in another month.
0: Okay, sounds great. We are the messenger of good news worldwide at KFUO.org.